Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wan, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. Welcome back to HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And before we jump into today's episode, we just want to remind you to rate and review our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're up to it, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at HBO Girls Rewatch. And if you care about us even a little tiny bit, subscribe to our YouTube page. My little sister is beating us in number of subscribers right now, and that's humiliating. Hey, I think it's time to lean into Lena now. Let's get into that episode. Welcome back to HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And today we will be doing a season two recap. Recap. What were you going to say? Breakdown? Yeah, breakdown, recap. You say breakdown, I say recap. Three, two, one. Recap. Ooh, it's kind of a fun combo. Yeah, wait. People love in podcasts. I'm like, we're not actually, if you kind of give me a quick little look to the cam, we're not having our traditional mugs right now because we're kind of in a dishwasher because we had a guest over yesterday. So we're kind of using old ones. Yeah, just to be completely 100% honest and real and raw with all of you, we did record <laughs> so season three, episode <laughs> that was, one. That was, what was that called? Reuse, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, but you kind of brought it to um what you were doing before. You kind of brought another three R's to it. Okay, period. Realness. It's like a mode, most, and median. Do you remember learning those oh, in fifth grade? Of course. Mode, most often, median, median is a mi- middle. And then mean is because it's the hardest one to do, and it's mean. Average. Well, that's average. Oh, because it's the hardest one to do. My yeah, teacher never yeah. said that. That's genius. Isn't that really smart? In fifth grade, my teacher went on maternity leave, and our long-term sub was this really hot guy, and she made us call him Mr. Eye Candy behind his back. Isn't that completely <laughs> appropriate? No, I love that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, say. Are we, talking about, we were talking about in the next episode. You'll find out because, we, again, we're alluding to it again, but we've done season three, episode one at this point. And I talk about how my teacher was so comfortable talking about rape in class. Yeah. And I go to start to pog on it falls like that. But I just went to a really liberal oh, school. Literally. Um, but I just want to do a little quick thing about my mug. Okay, yeah, talk about Is it. Is that okay? That's why I brought it up because I'm I, I was trying to. Sorry, I cut you no, off. No, 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 it's okay. I'm glad. I want it to feel natural. I want the listeners to know what it's like. Okay, the candor yeah, of her. Are we recording? Yeah. Um. Okay. So when I got my nose job, um, at people decided to give me so many gifts. I didn't know when you got a nose job that it also came with like everyone in your community kind of rallying behind you more I than think they've your ever done before. Just rallies behind you is something I've noticed. It's like I got a stuffed animal rhino. Mm-hmm. I got this mug. Someone sent it from Seattle. Oh my uh, God. I got candy. I got like blankets, pillows. It was like I've never. It was I got more gross then than I got than during. What the hell? I got more gifts in than I got during Christmas. This is why all my friends are telling you me I have to take a Christmas? dialect class. My friends, I've spoken English my whole life. I, my friends are now telling me I have to take a dialect class because they don't never think understand dialect's me. Dialect's gonna fix you. I think it's a third thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> something so much worse. There's <laughs> something else. But we. I even tried you, new. You guys celebrate Christmas. Oh right, yeah. We kind of do a little Hanukkah, a little Christmas action. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because you know what it is. It's um. 
you can't escape Christmas. You kind of just have to like, go for it. You well, know what I mean? Well, think about how many people celebrate Christmas because America and not because Christianity. No, exactly. Me posting on my Facebook when I was deeply religious when I was 12 being like, remember the reason for the seasons while all of you post your new IMAX you got for Christmas, I'll be posting praise to Jesus Christ. Um, like, <laughs> this is when Amelia was in her self-afflicted religion phase. I think it was cool. I think it was cool to be really into Christianity in Texas as a teen, so I went for it. Are you saying that sarcastically or you mean it IRL? No, like it was literally cool. Like the most popular kids in school, your way to like impress them was to be a good Christian. That's why I was like killing it in middle school. My relationship with God was so strong. In eighth grade, all my friends bought me Jesus themed birthday gifts and they were like Wait, what were the different um, like Bible highlighters because normal highlighters bleed through the pages. So they're like lighter. So they're like crayon or like that waxy. Sounds, ooh. They're like waxy. I hate that. And then like a Bible carrying case, some like candles, some bracelets with like Bible you get verses. rosary beads? No, I mean, I'm not Catholic. I was Methodist, which is a little bit different. I mean, it went over my head. It's kind of the spinoff. Um spin-off. <laughs> yeah, it's the spin-off of Christ- of Catholicism is Methodicism. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about I mean, girls. Just... Let's give a brief overview of like what happened this season. You guys all have been listening. We've been talking about it, but like in summation. Oh, I think it is funny how we tackle big words here. Summation I nailed. I did it effortlessly. You did it right. Yeah. But the thing is, you thought you did it wrong for a second. I actually didn't. Oh. I was just like, why is Evan being silent? But you read oh, that, that as that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you were, I thought you did it wrong. You were being amazed I by me. And that. I was like, ah, this is every day for me. I'm knowing this word. How amazed you are. Well, I just know summation really well. Was this me meant to win it, but we get one hour to do it, of course. Wait, what if we did it in a minute, but we don't time it, so we guess when a minute is up? Oh, my. It's actually one of my part of my disabilities. I have no idea what a minute looks like. <laughs> okay. You get double time because it's an IEP. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. Season two. Ready, set, go. Range and Shauna are finding love really quick, and Marnie is not in her job anymore, but she's really not with Booth Jonathan the way she thought she was either, and Charlie is barely in the picture. Lena is kind of Hannah, that is. Hannah is finding her stride a little. She is not starting off in a great place, but she's kind of working her way up the corporate ladder, we're seeing. Uh, and she gets herself a book deal. She gets herself a book deal. She gets herself a new boyfriend, not like Adam, someone who's really emotionally available, Donald Glover, Sandy. But that blows up really quick because they have one serious talk and Hannah can't handle it's it. two episodes. And then she fucks um, – there's the bottle episode this season. She fucks Patrick Wilson. That was huge. Um, one man's trash. <laughs> oh, my God. Throwback. Fucking, fucking Patrick Wilson is huge. Yeah. And yeah. then Jess's marriage, of course, fails when – um, she goes to meet Thomas's John Perrin. She kind of throws that away. She's crying in the bathtub. Lena's crying in the bathtub. Classic, classic, classic. Marnie's freaking out. She's like, "Why is why is my boy my ex boyfriend's dating Audrey Gelman? And <laughs> why did he launch an app? Wait, fuck! I need to get back with him. He's perfect. I'm gonna sing a song at his work event, and that's really cringe." Oh, yeah, and Elijah's kind of coming in and out of the picture. Hannah oh. replaces Marnie with Elijah for a bit there while he moves in, and Marnie moves out after Hannah. They do coke. This is Season two, <laughs> they do the coke, and they Elijah coke. reveals that he slept with Marnie, and Hannah's Ruh-ruh. like, well, you have to move out. And then Hannah gets OCD. 
and that gets really bad. Yeah, she can't her write OCD her book. Comes back. Adam rushes in season finale to save that girl, and that's and and Jessa. We see, um, we hear, we find out in the last scene of this series, season two. Yeah, she is at rehab, and that's where she ran away to when we went to meet Jessa's dad. Exactly, and we went to meet Jessa's dad, which is that's a terrible relationship. And Adam tries to find another love for his life, and it's not really what he suspected. And Ray and Adam go to Natalia, Staten Island. Yeah, and they go to Staten Island because um, Adam steals a dog because he's missing Hannah. It is so funny that um, the last time we really see Ray and Adam together, it's like Adam's storming off because he like can't handle Ray on Staten Island with and the he, dog. And he like slaps the sign. And then season three starts off with Ray living in Adam's old apartment. Yeah. It's like, when did they rekindle? Did I miss something? Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, I guess probably. those boys worked it out. <laughs> I guess so. Um, that's one minute. Wait, we kind of killed that. It was definitely in chronological order, and we definitely didn't miss anything. But really quick before we j- dive in and review season two, how are we at the end of our season two? How do you feel right now? Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, our season two is three months, kind of in a way that and the show is depicted as three months as well, which is kind of interesting. Like, because. It's so week for week, the episodes. Like, every episode is almost, like, one week of time. Yeah, it's like when they go on summer break, we skip those four months, and we don't get back to where we were. I know, the show's never really in winter. I mean, it is for a little bit, but for the most part, it's one of those shows that they always, like, film in fall, spring, summer. It's classic. Remember how Broad City always filmed in summer, and then yeah, one exactly. season, they were like, we're going to do winter, and everybody was like, ugh. God, <laughs> Alana's depressed. Exactly. It's when it's winter. It actually is becoming a fifth character. Of the yeah, show. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> why am I? <laughs> huh? No, and you know, yes, and that shit, babes. No, yes, and that. Yes, and that. Um. Well, right before this, I did a meditation from Jay Shetty. Amelia and I both are stage performers, and randomly today's daily calm from the calm app with jay shetty was about stage performing and it was speaking about how stage performing is often less preferred people rather get the flu than go on a stage and i'd rather i mean that and that's actually the clear signifier that we actually are sick so yeah right it's a sickness that is crazy to me though like it's because i've made it so it's almost every person i talk to would also much rather be on stage than get the flu so it's like now i'm in this bubble of like not being able to understand that most people are afraid to talk no literally we're like in a covid bubble but it's a different sickness it's a different it's one to be it's much worse worse. (laughs) well what did you learn from them the thing oh well, because so then this Harvard, I don't understand why in my daily calm we were talking about a Harvard study, but truly beautiful that Jay Shetty's able to wheel that in. And it's funny because okay. my friend's like the editor for that daily calm, whatever. Brag. Brag. It's my other friend that works in podcasts, one of the two. Brag. <laughs> um, but um, so it was talking about how in this study, um, it's so much easier to transition from anxiety, like stage anxiety to excitement about performing versus trying to calm yourself down. So I feel like in a lot of settings before I perform, I like will do something called four, seven, eight, which is where you breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for seven seconds, and then breathe out for eight seconds, and it slows down your heart rate. But what I should be doing this whole time is kind of going like high school musical. Like I should be getting like, I got to get, get 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 my head in a game and get so excited. Like I got to pump myself up cheerleader style. And, and that's kind of what sports is all about. It's like all about being like excited to get out there and kick a ball and like channeling your anxiety of like doing that and like into something so physical where stage comedy is less so tactile and movement that's like 
sometimes you feel like the right action is to calm yourself down so you can think logically, but that's so much harder to transition from an anxiety state to a calm state versus excitement. I'm running away from my baby. Oh, you learned a lot. (laughs) It was seven minutes of calm. I never feel anything. Um, that just stressed me out a lot. I actually. didn't even finish the full seven minutes, so and so I'm not really fully calm. I wish I felt nervous. I never feel any sort of pain <laughs> of like you know how people are like, oh, my heart's beating quick or something. My heart only beats quick if I go run. My heart, I, I, there's, I have eight different subjects in my head, and every single time I think of one of them, it makes my heart beat really, really quick. Ugh, I want to know what excitement feels. I like. I feel anxiety and excitement all day long. It's exhausting, and then I feel terrible. It's like. I like five o'clock every day, which is almost now four minutes from now. I have, I always, I get, I get so terrible. I mean, right now I'm drinking coffee and I'm in the mood, so it'll be fine. But like when five o'clock comes around, it's like, why am I suicidal ideating? Suicidal ideating. I said it wrong, and that's kind of where the place I am. And then that's where you're at. That's beautiful, <laughs> Evan. I love that. Yeah, it's and it's and then at eight, and then six o'clock, I'm fine. It's like this five o'clock is such a dangerous hour for no, me. No, it's it usually happens at three p.m. for people. It's the three p.m. slug slump slump. Yeah, three p.m. can happen for me too, but five p.m. is so. I'm usually yeah. like. 3 to 6 p.m. It's like the worst I've ever felt. I'll never recover. Time moves so slow. Yada, 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 yada. 6.05 p.m. I'm like, actually, my life is so chill. Everything is great. I'm going to do a little dance. Is that circadian rhythm or is that something much darker? I don't know what it is at this point. You've read 100 books on wellness. No offense. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Are you going to ask me about my day? Um, how I'm feeling right now in my well, life? I kind of don't even want to know about your day. I kind of want to know just how you're feeling. I want to check in on that brain of yours. How am I feeling? It's like that's one of the worst questions. Like whenever somebody asks me that, I'm like, it's like. There's, you have to lie. Is there any way to know? Well, if someone asks you how they, obviously, I think everyone in this earth has discuss, discusses as well. It's like when someone asks you how you're feeling, they never want you to answer on answer earnestly like my aunt i remember just one time right like, i'm like how are you feeling I'm like oh she said okay and i was like you actually can't talk to me like that you guys are gonna be a good thumbs up right it's like i actually don't want honesty from you you're my 75 year old aunt sometimes sometimes i'll tell people like i'm tired lol just as like a way for them to be like i'm tired too and relate even though i'm not actually tired in that moment just because it's like it's gonna spur conversation because if you just if somebody's asking you that they're wanting to start a conversation and if you just say good how are you then it's like there's nowhere to go but if you're like oh i'm so tired today ugh it like really starts like a dialogue and communion it's not to bring it back to catholicism but it's literally wine and wafer no when someone asks me what's new with me it's like you want the darkest secrets of my life because that's the that's the only thing changing right now it's like the most intimate details of my life that's where the change happens and like i don't actually feel that comfortable with you to go what's new you can ask me what's old that's how it's out there it's on my twitter account when you ask me what's new, it's like I'm still dealing with that. You should try this new line that I've been using all summer long. It's been like, there's so many options at the bodega now. I've been using that <laughs> so much. And there is like 400 drinks you can then talk to a person about. It's amazing. Life hack. All of you at home. I like that you say now. It's like you've known what a bodega landscape has looked like for so long. Okay. Well, even CVS. You could go Walgreens with it. Right. You know, whatever is your local, you know, 7-Eleven. Like there's enough little treats there. It's funny you bring up grocery stores because I made a LinkedIn post about Trader Joe's today. You're posting on LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah. My mom oh. told me it would be a really good idea. <laughs> 
Our our host is down bad. Over what is the iPad tilted? It's fine. I'm gonna crop it. Um. Yeah, I posted. It was like, I think every brand should have a podcast. And then I kind of made a post about how amazing Trader Joe's podcast is, and how every brand should have a Trader Joe's style podcast. They have a really cool podcast. I say it eight times. Podcast inside Trader Joe's. I actually give it a listen. They have really interesting marketing and recipe development. Brands should not have podcasts. Girls should have podcasts. There's so many girls with podcasts. I we know, know, but it's like if we're we gonna more. if we're gonna start a thousand new podcasts in the world, I don't want them to all be different brands. I want them to be different girls. Can girls be connected to brands? Yes, that's the future of influencing. Don't you watch Coco Melco or whatever? <laughs> I watched the video with you. <laughs> I know. So you know the answer. <laughs> so you know the answer. Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Sydney Washington, James Wunn, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. <laughs> girl, what girl are you? I'm- Amelia, I would love to know kind of I think for the season two, it's like, what of the four girls do you really find yourself being? Are you being a Jessa? Are you being Shashash? So Shosh this season was falling in love for the first time and falling out of love for the so first time. So not that one. So eh, not that. <laughs> That's never been a part of my story. Um, Marnie. She is Manic. Lo- she's manic. She's losing all sense of belonging. She's yeah. She lost her partner and she her job, and it has a date booth. Jonathan. Yeah, she's trying to like do the social climb thing. Maybe like date people that she thinks are cool and gonna make her feel cool. But it's um to little acclaim, and she's kind of an awful friend. Um, well, I don't want to say no to her right now. So I'm gonna put that <laughs> on the table as an option. Um, Hannah is doesn't not really making her relationship work, but she gets an ebook. She gets an ebook, but it is like she's really bad at writing and gets really bad OCD. But she gets on jazzhate.com and that's really important. And she is ultimately saved by her man at the end of the season. And her and parents you know are worried about her. She fucks a lot of different guys this season. Like didn't before Adam, she she hadn't really hooked up with that many people. And so now I think she's really like gained confidence from dating Anna. Yeah, she got she's two guys to... under about this season. Yeah, three because she fucks Jess's um, brother. Oh my god, I forgot about the nineteen. Really quick, and Patrick Wilson. So she really does a range of ages and vibes. Um, and then Adam's the guy for her, which couldn't be me. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm surely fucked at the last part of the season too. Probably, at the end, of, yeah. end of season, at the end of the season, I'm sure when Adam comes to rescue Hannah, they they, they're, they're they fuck while she has baby bangs. Probably, I can see it. Yeah, why wouldn't they? And he, she definitely wasn't gonna fuck Laird again. Oh yeah, we forgot the Laird making out thing. It, a lot happened. <laughs> um, and she makes out with Elijah. She made out with a lot of boys this season. She's having fun. 
You I know, for is- somebody who made their summer to-do list to be like kissing a lot of boys, I really didn't. You did hide the list. It was on our fridge and now it's kind of well, gone. we hosted a giant party. I didn't need it to be out. But you would tell podcast listeners. <laughs> did I? I'm sure we have. Okay, perfect. And then Jessa, of course, um, causes drama runs away cries at her dad and then disappears i know i i like thomas john as much as we didn't like him it's like i was really hoping for a second there it could worked out for them am i jessa this season or marnie you get a phone call it's my mom um <laughs> well i'm a shoshana i guess my mom's damn calling me right now <laughs> um i would say that you it's like I don't see you as any of the girls this season. Yeah, maybe I'm not in this show. Because the thing is, I you have the work ethic of a 35-year-old. My problem is these girls are really lost and don't have their shit together at all. But it's like I'm maxing out my IRA right now. <laughs> so it's like... I know. It's what actually you, really... It's like season two is not for you. But I guess Jessa because I got dinner with my dad and that felt like that. So maybe that episode, you're Jessa. Yeah. But for the season overall, I do not see you as a Jessa. Marnie and that I'm manic a little bit. I know. But the thing is when people talk about Marnie, they're talking about like season one Marnie for the most part. Season yeah. two. It's like she's not Girl, so- what girl am I? I'm Marnie before she gets fired. So. <sighs> Barely. I'm not loving any of these, honestly. Honestly, sometimes. I'm sorry to go so negative. Girl, what girl are you? I'm not a girl for once. You were in Girl Last episode two, or I guess season three, episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's move on to Ev then, girl. Wait, we didn't. Can we try to give it an answer though? And it doesn't have to be any of the girls. I thought so it was can, Jessa. You think I'm, land an, on I'm Natalia? I'm a private investigator. You're Natalia. Oh my god, you're Natalia. That's a perfect answer. Why? Because she's she's got it. It's like you would operate the same way in a bedroom, like so communic. I guess I'm only assuming. so communicative right like the way she's like i just got a blowout yeah if if, i'm sorry to say adam surprise um wait what is the blowout line it's that season three she's like i had to get a blowout after that if adam surprise came all over my hair i would absolutely go to a dry bar the next day no, 100%. And yeah. you kind of would take a licking. Ultimately, is it, Jewish? it is like I would try anything once and then be like, I hated that and fuck you. No, exactly. I'm Natalia. Yeah, I would say Natalia. And just like that. And just like that. This season, I feel like a lot of crossover with Shoshana. Like, definitely, I don't know why I feel in such a similar, like, I feel like I literally just graduated college in the way I operate. They describe what? I feel like I'm just like I'm graduating college right now. Like I, I kind of gave myself a self education in the last year and a half. Totally. Um, I kind of gave myself a college degree. It feels like I could see myself in a race situation currently. You're serving looks at. I'm wearing house a donut. I can wear a donut in my hair. Yeah, like that is something that's your story. Right, but then again, it's like I would love to be um, Shoshana's friends on a rollerblade. Ratika. Ratika. I love that girl. I feel almost like a Ratika. Like, I want to be on a rollerblades. I want to be like, don't ash in a mermaid. Like, I, I feel like i such a Ratika. You kind of are Ratika. I feel like Ratika is the closest thing I found to community in this whole show. Okay. I'm Natalia. You're Ratika. <laughs> girl, a girl, you can be so many. We didn't land on any of the prime no. for. 
but that's fine. It's like I literally spent 30 minutes diagnosing my friend today as what girl they are. And like when it comes when I have to turn a mirror on Wait, myself. Shreya. Yeah. Girl, we, we what referred is she? to her. Well, because last episode we would kind of diagnose her as a Marnie online. And I had to go through and calm her down and make sure that she felt comfortable as a Marnie because we went through all the characters. And we're like, ultimately, you're going to land here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is the one thing on Upwork I could really be charging people for is like diagnosing them as a girl's character. Not you giving me Upwork plug without them sponsoring us. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Bleep it. You did run bubble, girl. Uh (laughs) Um, Can I just say really quick that I went to a workout class this morning and Chidi from The Good Place was there? You're kidding. It was huge. You're a surprise reveal. I just I felt like I wasn't share I wasn't being completely upfront with y'all. It was a, such a like weird. I usually go to Pilates and this was like a circuit thing like in a garage and I was like there's no one that I'd ever know here. And then there was Chidi. What's They're his like, name? William something? No idea. I was so excited cuz I was like this guy knows Kristen Bell. <laughs> Kristen Bell, the famous blonde actress, married I love to Dax Shepard. She's so fun. It's funny because it's like if you William Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper. Shout out. I think it's like for Dax Shepard versus um, Christy Bell. It's like we Christy Bell's obviously the way more famous one, but then if you're in a podcast, you're you're gonna know Dax. No, okay. So here's the thing. It's like Dax Shepard was on The Parenthood and was really good in it. And then it was like Kristen Bell really blew up. She wasn't just like, oh, she's good. It was like Frozen happened. She was like star icon legend. And then, oh, yeah, and the good play. Like so much happened. And it was like. She did all those shoots. Like Saving Sarah Marshall. Literally. She's done it all. I'm sure there's more. I just can't remember. But he was, was like. sorority and something? They were on a podcast. She was on his podcast. Yeah. And he's like, thank God I got this podcast or else I'd feel really bad having such a successful wife and not being successful enough after Buddy Cops failed. (laughs) Buddy Cops. It's funny because for so long we were living in a time of Buddy Cop movies. I know. They kept doing it like what if we did. Or spies. Yeah, but they made it girls, two girls for once instead of boys. But it was still like this is a boy movie like no, no one can Can Kate McKinnon and Sandra Bullock like be at a beach? Like, why do they have to be solving crimes? I, I do think it's interesting because we've on in TV right now, we've moved so far away from buddies and we've moved into friend group. Like every TV show is about <laughs> friend group now and like broad to do the last buddy show. I know. We need a new one. There's I I mean Pen 15's the only other buddy show that really comes to mind. But it's so tooth I okay, I love the show, but it's also like that was not my experience. No, because they're doing kind of 90s. Yeah, and it's like middle school for me was all about the I Heart Boobies bracelets having to be flipped inwards during school hours. That's universal. I think so. It was a universal experience having I Heart Boobie. Did you have that? Even in my middle school that had a dress code, people would even wear those bracelets. That was huge. And like the Hollister of it all. Right, we couldn't see that, but a big thing was like having to wear your bat mitzvah sweatshirt to school, and like it was a sign of like popularity if you got to wear a bat mitzvah sweater the next day. Oh my god, that's cool! Like if you just went to a concert. Yeah, exactly. That's so fun. Because not everyone always get invited to them all, so you like you'd wear it like after gym class because that's the only time you could really wear a sweatshirt in school. With we, like your bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah merch. We fully had that for like weekend Christian retreats. <laughs> we come back with like neon shirts that are like, God is a wonder. 
And it was like, oh my God, you were there too. That was me at cross country meets. Every single cross country meet, I like reward myself with a neon extra large shirt that said like, just ran the wall. And it's like a stick figure, like climbing like a singular line. That's literally perfect. And I have so many of them. And I also didn't go through puberty until I was 16. So me buying an extra large shirt was a dress. I that was doing yawn drag. was not at you. No, I, I was doing drag at cross country meets. Good. Someone has to. For yawn not to be at me, it actually feels more offensive. It's like at least pay, at, least <laughs> at least be tired by what you're saying rather yeah, exactly. than it being something completely separate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we jump into the meat of the episode? Yeah, I mean, if listeners are feeling really unsatisfied by our answer, girl, what girl are you? It's like, girl, get a grip. Yeah. We can do what we want. It's our damn podcast. And wait, literally leave. If you're on the YouTube, leave a comment what girl you've been feeling like this season. We It doesn't have to be primary for, but it's nice to hear it for. And I'm sure when we hear from listeners today what girl they were feeling like, we're going to – it actually might inspire so many things for us. Literally. So if you aren't following us on socials, we put out asking y'all to leave voicemails, telling us your favorite moments from the season. So today we're just going to go through and listen to all the voicemails voicemails and hear what y'all have to say we got it was so fun to receive them oh i'm like every time i was like in a dark part of this week to get a phone call from an area code that's like in minnesota uh, from my google voice connected to my phone number truly was pulling me out and i would actually i was listening in on them as they're happening irl without actually like talking on them because Google Voice lets you be retro and like listen into a voicemail as it's being left. That is so 2008. I'm, I'm literally like at an open mic at a friend's house and I'm playing voicemails for people and we're like all having so much fun like listening to these people talk and like it brought me so, so much joy. So thank you everyone who left a voicemail or comment talking about your experience with girls. We really did light our lights. Yes. And there's so many to get through. Lights. So we're going to hop right in. Hey girls. My name is Gina Brass. I am currently at my local farmer's market in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, it's giving Mennonite core. I've been saying everything's like core lately, like you guys. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to say you're doing an amazing job. Mennonite core. Um, I got into watching girls when I was living in Toronto in 2012. I was the same age as the girls. <gasps> and it hit a little too close to home. So I didn't take it as like satirical at all at the time. But now it's just so funny me and i think actually marnie is the funniest it's just mm, that's a lot of feedback too much um anyways you're my comfort show i love you guys Aww. and my quote of season two that comes to mind quickly is as uh hannah's leaving donald glover's apartment she's like i just didn't want you to have blue balls because that's something I also don't believe in. So, <laughs> that's that. Anyways, thank you so much. You guys are the best. Bye. Oh my Aww. god, Gina, that was so so sweet. And I do think it's funny that she's in Toronto in 2012 because every movie that's based in New York right now is being is filmed, filmed in, in Toronto. Toronto. If there's one thing Toronto, the city looks like, it's the set of girls. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just got chills saying that, especially westbound, like a west westbound. Is that what it's called? Like near Christie Pitts Park and more west. Wait, west coast? No. Like westerly. Like the westbound line two. That's going to be just for you Canada heads. Westbound line two. It's like. So instead of letters. I say I need every single word of that statement to be broken down for you. West line bound two. Toronto only has two subway lines. Line one and line two. Oh, they're not numbers like. I-95. Well, it's line one and line two. Line one does north. That makes north. so much more sense. Line one does north and southbound. 
and line two does westbound and eastbound and so people who are like oh i live in the west part of toronto it's like they live off the west side of line two that's where i lived i lived in christy pitt like next to christy pitt's park it was so cute no that makes so much more sense than having i-95 or 140 it's like what? No. When I got to New York and took no, a look at the subway LA, lines. Okay, don't even get me started. That's a highway clock. I-10, That's highway core to bring back the Gina. You know, I got hit um by a car in LA on the highway and they like rammed into me and they got out and they were like, I'm so sorry. Wait, how My hard? husband just divorced me. I'm really <laughs> out of sorts. And I was like, you know what? It's no problem. Let me give you a hug. And then I hugged this woman for like fully a minute. And, and I was like, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And drove away. Because I just had no. Oh, she hit you while you are in your car. Yeah. We I thought both... she hit you. No, the she hit me. The way you described it. She hit like my car. like she hit you with her car. Do you not be in That would have been sad. Well, well she... And I actually got hit by an actual bike recently. So for you to say that. Sorry. I'm triggering. sorry. I got hit, hit by a door dasher. Okay. But when a car hits another car, death is in the air. Like it wasn't no, nothing. No, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. You're right. You're <laughs> acting like it's like I, whatever. Anyway, she cried <laughs> and was like stressed about her marriage ending. So I was like, I'm gonna let you have this and not um, ask you for anything to fix the back of my car. Ooh. So, anyways, you're, you're really too kind, or you were you in shock? I think I was in shock and then whenever a woman's in distress, I don't want to cause her more distress. And it's like I was about to sell my car anyways to move here. So I was like – You just took $1,000 off of it. Yeah. And like I'm going to go to CarMax in two weeks and sell this car anyways. Can I just let her have this? I guess. I, it's not, that was not in me, but I'm so happy. Oh, my God. The next person is from Toronto as well. Wait, huge. Sorry. There's a transcript of all the voicemails. Um, but yeah, that one scene, the Donald Glover of all, it all is really so funny. It is crazy to me still that he was just in two episodes because in my memory I thought bank, it was crazy for you because you found out he's also childish Gambino. That <laughs> is. I literally rewatched that clip last night. It's like, I love that. And I, I have I, no idea. It's so funny. There's no way for a girl like me to know who child, like that, my my number one artist for every year I've been on Spotify is Taylor Swift and like Lord. Like it's it's like I'm what you would think. It's nothing there's no, nothing I, else to I it. I get it. I just don't um love it. And that's so valid. Um anything we should say on Gina? It, I'm sure you're like so versed in his comedy career and you have no idea what childish can be. But you know, it feels like Oh, has a song somewhere go? Whatever. Love you, Gina. That was such a thank you so much for doing this at the farmer's market. I actually, when you're doing it, it's like there's enough background sound for me to also be at the farmer's market. Like I could hear you the took vendors. us there, Gina. I could hear the vendors, and it's like we I could do. Smell the apples. We want to. We want to use Gina. Gina as an inspiration. You know, you're allowed to listen to this podcast while you're at your local farmer's market. Support local. No, exactly. The sounds that it was giving is like when you do like any kind of meditation, like in the woods. But yeah. it's like we're doing a meditation at the farmer's market. Like you hear the vendors, you hear the apples. And you I hear like the, the idea of somebody tomatoes. like picking yeah, out exactly. shishito peppers while hearing me crank on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Love you, Gina. Love you, Gina. We've got another girl from Toronto. Shout out Canada. Let's hear what Ava has to say. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm from Toronto. I'm 22. I'm around Shoshana's age, I think, at the start. And I really relate to her. She's my Shush. favorite girl. My favorite moment 
from season two I'm watching with my sister right now is probably when Marnie sang Stronger at Charlie's party. And I wanted to know why you think that moment resurfaced on Twitter, I think like, what, a year ago? What makes it so special? Is it just white girl cringe from that time? But now we can all kind of relate to it. Are we all Marnies now? Thanks, Ava. Thank you, Ava. That was that was insightful. I love that you and your sister are having such a good time with season Yeah, two. we, for you and your sister to watch something together is something that seems really sweet. There's something I've been suspecting for a while, though, is that we are living in a morning renaissance, and I think it's because Allison Williams was in Megan, and I think it people was, really understood her after that. I think it was the Megan, it was the Nope. Yeah, it's Nope, it's, it's Megan, it's like her new launch into scary films. And I think why Marnie's song is so big right now is because you can't listen to the Kanye version. So all we have is Stronger by Marnie. Oh, because of Tidal? Yeah, well, because um, Kanye was canceled. Right. I mean, I mentioned it when we covered that episode, but it is so iconic of Marnie to have done that and then like gotten back together with her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Girls can really do anything. It's really so, it goes to and show I you. I think it can be terrible things too. Yeah. Sorry if the audio went weird for a <gasps> little bit. The Ooh, thing keeps dying. The next person is from Texas, Miel. We're kind of, it's crazy how many people, it's all Canada or Texas right now, which is kind of places you've lived. You're in home term of, you're in home court advantage right now. I know, this is huge. Um, Hi, my name is Kiara. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. And I first got into watching Girls off a whim i think i just saw it somewhere on social media and i heard about lena dunham and how everyone hates her and obviously i'm gonna watch because i like the drama (laughs) Uh, i think my favorite thing from season two i think my favorite episode i'm gonna say when her when jessa and hannah go to visit her dad and their her dad and the new girlfriend have hannah eat um their pet rabbit hannah fucks the brother comes back and she's like oh you have like she's asking jessa like oh you had sex with him right and jessa's like that's disgusting as if jessa hasn't done like the most grossest things i've ever seen (laughs) 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 okay what this is what i would say about this whole situation um people girls love emotions and that's kind of why video games the one where jessa sees her dad this episode really resonates with people because it's like that's kind of the big monologue. That's like the movie defining moment. Yeah, you know what video games is to current pop culture? It's the girls being moved by the monologue in the Barbie movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like the people that are like writing TikTok text about America Ferrera's monologue. It's the same thing as like Jessica being like, I'm the child. People love monologues. People are deeply moved by the power of like women um, showing the nuance (laughs) of womanhood for sure. Yeah, we're not. I think there's a push right now for subtle acting and how like we don't actually. Subtle acting, yes. Yeah, there's really a push for it right now, but we never really appreciate the subtle moments of uh, actors' performance. We always kind of really hold on to the big moments. And I and I, I saw him trying to really focus on what it means to be like there in every scene and not just there for the big scene and looking at actors when, they, when they're when they performing and trying to like internalize a whole performance. Well, it's also like that episode is so powerful because up into like that point, we've really only seen Jessa being um, in her power. Well, yeah, we kind of... I mean, we see her doing bad, but it's like she's not really lost. Like we don't see her as this little girl that's like, in hurt 
I know. Well, I, I'm, I've really been thinking about because we had Charlie on for that episode, and he was talking about how Jessa's most, the most unwritten character in the show. Mm-hmm. But really, watching it back and thinking about it now, it, it's not that she's most unwritten character. It's more the fact like she's a more reserved person. Like the reason we're not always seeing all the sides of her is because, as a character, she would never want to show that. For any character is underwritten, it's probably Shoshana, especially I... in the first two seasons. Before she starts dating Ray, definitely. But I mean, it's also like season one, she wasn't supposed to be one of the four yet. Is that true? Rumor. Rumor mill. Um, But yeah, it is so funny when it's like Jess is down so bad and still ha- finds it in herself to be like, ew, Hannah, stop embarrassing me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you fucked him? Gross. Also, when she's like, eat the fucking rabbit. Eat the fucking rob. Yeah, exactly. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Let's move on to next. Hi, uh, my name is Emma. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh. I'm 23. And I think probably my favorite moment throughout the entire season is when Marnie meets back up with Booth Jonathan and he takes her to that disgusting apartment and he shows her that <sighs> horrible, horrible exhibit with all the televisions and it's just like completely ridiculous um and she at first she's like what the fuck and then afterwards she's like <laughs> thinks he's a genius like that's absolutely insane to me and i think it's so, so funny um and it's also like my least favorite moment because it's like come on marnie like uh it's such a precursor to desi and just so gross and i love it right and yeah uh, i love your podcast bye love you emma i i hate to have this reaction but i'm like holding back anger from emma and i love you Wait, girl and i why? mean and it's because i'm like when booth johnson did that that's one of the most romantic things i've ever seen a man do to lock you in a tv it's like that's all i want that would work on me so well are you it's joking? all i've ever wanted emma we're sisters that is so insane for marty to come out after being trapped in there against her will and it's like he goes and makes a cappuccino while he does it like he does this to all his girls and it's like if marty even had an ounce of like uh, she would know he does that to all his girls and it's like no marty- art moves me sorry He's going to lock her up and then she hates it the whole time and then comes out and is like, oh my God, you're so hot to me now. Come on, Evan. I really like that. You're smarter than that. No, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be. I would love it for someone to put me in such an intense situation like that. And it's for them to like go like chop vegetables, do yoga, and I'm like melting my brain. It's like, I don't know, kind of hot. If I, I would, I tried to roll my eyes into the back of my head, but I couldn't do it, but I want to. Um, all love to you, though. Because <laughs> I think one of the hottest things to me is when someone um, can be really smart at what they do. See, for me, it reads as pretentious. And, I love like, pretentious, though. So. I'm like, get over yourself. I love pretentious, but like with a backbone to hold it up. Like someone's really good at designing chairs. Like that would be one of the biggest things for me. See, that's the main difference between you or you and me, I think, actually. <laughs> yeah. In our relationship, it's like you're impressed by people that I find so, like, get a grip. No, I'm like the dime square culture has completely run over me. And I'm like, I love everything that they're up to. And I think there's power in being like. Well, if girls was around today, they would really focus on dime square, I think. 
I'm going there in one in hour. Bushwick. I'm going to Dime Square one hour. I'll t- I'll actually bring back field research. Damn. Well, yeah, Emma, it would be Bushwick. You know what? It would be Bushwick, Harlem, and Dime Square. Emma, you've divided our home. <laughs> That's good. Though, I'm Emma. putting tape in our living room. Emma, you have to know our home is almost always divided. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for calling in. We love you. I love that you're from New we're Mexico. We're gonna come to Al- Albuquerque, and we're gonna get turquoise and we're gonna have an amazing we even got a hot air balloon with you i think that's the best oh my god we emma i can't wait for that'll be so we'll have so much fun okay next i love how many we have hi my name is kristen i'm 22 years old i live in booton new jersey i first started watching girls when i was 17 in high school and i've rewatched it about three times and my favorite line from season two is when hannah is talking to jessa about sandy and she's like i don't know how i feel about him being a republican and jessa's like what's the difference they're all dirtbags and hannah's like how did i not know that and then jessa's like just read a newspaper hannah just read one newspaper thank you so much for listening oh my to me. God, bye Kristen, you've kind of nailed what geopolitics is all about right now our generation is really trapped in the thing where it's like we hate everyone. Yeah, we're like red, blue. How about a third color? No, we're going to vote blue, but like we're not happy about it for a single damn second. Yeah, blue ultimately still has nothing to do with us even a little I bit. I know. It's it's really so interesting. Like there's everyone – everyone is surrounding us at least. It's like everyone's just so distasteful by all politics that it's like – like we know what we have to do, but we're not happy about it. Literally. And it's funny that Lena Dunham captured that then. Like, she was able to captured write about it 10 years ago. At Domino Park that with is the three at puppies. At Domino Park, which I was actually at, at – I, last night, I was actually at Domino Park for book club eating pizza. Dialect um, coach could be huge for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, you're right. I don't mean it. I don't I mean was, it. No, last night I was at Domino Park, so it's just funny for that scene to be happening there, and it's also my real life. Um, But it's, it's this is why I do think the show somehow works better now because so many of the moments are so – relevant to how our generation feels. and of course during the obama era people were like actually blue is perfect for me exactly blue no, is no. perfect for me it is so funny that jess is like read a newspaper i'm like jessa do you read the newspaper babe well i think that's the other thing with gen z oh yeah no one's reading a newspaper someone told me they listen to the morning show every day oh the daily the daily and it's like you're a liar I'm i like, spent three years listening to that daily and then i was like i don't have no what's to. it with like um robin whatever Oh. Good Morning America. They watch Good Morning America or that local news be. every day. That can't be I'm like normal. Most news programs are more traumatizing than like any other show on earth. Literally, they have nothing that, to do that with anything. That should be satire. The things that are coming out of there, it can never be good. Wait, is The Morning Show, the TV show, Yes. back? Is it over? You're with, talking about The Morning Show. With Jen Aniston and Reese Witherspoon? I haven't heard about it it's in It's so kind long. of a Big Little Lies thing where it's like they would be open to it, but they're also famous. And also Big Little Lies. I think the director died. Oh. Or the producer, so they're never bringing well, it back. Well, season two was disappointing, but I did love when Renata screams. Oh, exactly. Okay, next. Next. Hi, um, I'm Lola. I'm 19. And I'm from Sorry. North Carolina. I know, unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that Why does everyone hate those I things? had to take like an actual extended break from watching Girls right after the episode where Marnie sings Stronger because <laughs> it's too much. Like, I can't do that. And my friends and I reference it all the fucking time. Like, I have one friend who hasn't even watched Girls, and we made her watch the video of it. 
and now she's in on the joke and it's great anyway i thought that episode that like um what is it called like a ship in a bottle episode or something (laughs) the episode where hannah is like throwing away the trash in front of that guy's house and then they like spend like three days together I thought that was such a weird choice. I don't know if it was bad or good, but I feel like it was unnecessary, and that could have been just like, like there could have been other plot lines in that episode. Anyway, uh, yippee, bye. No, wait, you're literally, Lola's Jennifer Lawrence coded. Like, when people see her on the internet, they'd be like, you're so genuine. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Lola, I would die for girl. you. Your personality you're is girl. perfect. You're a real girl. I love that your roommate or friend is not watching the show but is still connecting that's the power of marnie that's the power of marnie marnie renaissance marnie renaissance is huge it is so that might be have to be with the merch is if we ever make any marnie 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 Renaissance. renaissance um it's just so funny that like people have taken on the cringe of this like made up experience so much that they can't continue on they simply they simply must log out of max and not go on max it's funny because our guests have had the same experience too it's like that and like the ear cleaning you're not alone it's like season the end of season two really asked the question can i keep watching this show i did look up like saw all these lists today it's like 40 best shows ever be on hbo and like nonetheless included girls what the hell? What are they? Righteous gemstones? Like, Get a grip. No, literally, it's like shows that had one season. Please. Looking. Looking's not a bad show, but it doesn't need to be on the best shows of HBO. Well, women are famously don't get accolades. I didn't even put like Veep on Broad there. City. Remember when they were like never even been nominated for an Emmy as their like Emmy campaign and it didn't work? Hi. So my name's Kat. I'm from California. You can probably tell by my accent, Slay. but I just turned 23 in June. And I really relate to Hannah's, this is kind of niche, but Hannah's Google searches yeah. <laughs> within this season. Hannah's trying to do the productive thing of writing her book, but then she, like, kind of is not feeling it. She exits out, and it says, like, 12 fruits that'll make you fat. And then on the season finale, she's Googling all of, like, these random things. And then, you know, she has, like, the punctured ear. And I think at 23... That's something we can all very much relate to. I think we're all a little bit paranoid, and it really reflects like on our Google searches. And that's something I really made note of while watching season two. I mean, Kat, you really—I'm always saying this. It's like no, Amelia's whole joke structured around this. Do you want to do your joke? I literally have a stand-up joke that's about Google searches, and it's like, finally, Lena put it on screen because for so long, no TV show dared to admit that girls are constantly Googling, and especially that's young adult Cora girls. Exists. I mean, it's truly, that's why we have y'all who answers on Reddit. It's like, because like, people are fucking Googling. Sorry. People are Googlers. Bleep, <laughs> bleep fucking. We don't say that on our <laughs> podcast. Um... <laughs> No, it's so true because it's like there's no answers. Like you're doing so many like you're adult you're adulting. You're adulting. For the first time you have so much to Google because nobody actually told you how to do no, anything. I know. It's like this is why we need a class of life. Class Home <laughs> Ec, but for real life. No, we need home ec for it's like we don't actually know how to do anything and we and that's why actually AI is really good because you can it's so much more effective way to get an answer. Like I search up all my Google questions now in chat GPT and it really like goes really succinct. I really need to get on that because right now I'm still doing Google and I know AI is the future and I don't want to be left behind. I know. it's. I was trying to explain to my parents as Amelia has this again as another joke and it, like they were really shocked by it. But it's like I explained how your sister doesn't really know how to read or write super well. Totally. Like sh- scores are so down. Like my, my aunt and uncle were so worried because like 
have you seen how bad test scores are now across the nation? I'm like, yeah, these kids don't know how to really do arithmetic, but they can code. Literally, my sister knows how to code. Like, so who cares if she can't read a chapter book? She reads Discord. No, exactly. It's like she reads Discord and she knows about Discord. She's already a the content creator. I can't the even log is, into Discord. Their generation Have you ever tried? is about content creation, not content cons- consumption. Oh. They're cre- the creator generation. I, Mark my words. They're going to rename it. The creator, not alpha. Not alpha. But alpha It'll is be- kind of creation. I don't know what that means. Is it? <laughs> all right thanks kate cat california represent cat all we're getting kind of all the coasts of north america okay we're 90 percent women oh we're 80 we're 89 percent female listenership 10 8 percent male two percent mb one percent not specified i want not specified to call in my name is sarah i'm 21 years old And I'm healing all the way from Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. I know, pretty crazy, right? (laughs) My favorite moments, well, number one, Hannah calling the police on Adam. I think I go back to for a quick chuckle all the time because I think it's something that I would do and try to just like brush off and pretend never actually happened. Okay, no, Adam... Adam getting called. It's so funny, even just dialing 911 really quickly, that someone would actually come. And you're like, that's a prank. I didn't mean it. The way Hannah was like, I literally called it for one second. Why would they show up? But it's like, they have to do their due diligence. Have you ever seen a policeman in a city? They absolutely do nothing ever. Like, just sitting in a park yesterday, all they were doing is pacing back and forth for the same, like, 300 feet, looking to see if people were drinking alcohol and then carting them and then giving them tickets. It's like, that's their whole job. Have you ever been to the Metropolitan L stop? It's like, all police all the time. They're traveling flocks. Like they're literally doing triangle formation going to Florida, but just through one subway stop. And there's so many of them all the time. When the cops are in the subway, they're never doing anything helpful. No. I they're mean, being, they won't even like, give you directions half the time. Wreckers, um, they're on their phone. They're talking about like buying a Diet Coke. It's like, get a I know we're a generation prime to be negative about police, but like we have so many reasons to because I literally watch them operate and it feel like they're never doing anything i'm helpful. just like i'm really in touch with people's energies and theirs are negative bad. and they all need reiki yeah they need reiki one of the reasons i got into girls was actually because my best friend when she'd moved away was like watch this show before we were going into university i was like 17 18 years old and i started watching this amazing show that like was comedy and everything I ever wanted and has really changed my perspective on life. Like this podcast, let me bring it back and say that I love it so, so much. Amelia and Evan, you guys totally, totally moderate and bring just bring bring the conversation up, bring it together. It's so much fun to hear. I love it. I love girls. I think it is uh, just a formative text and just has made me who I am today, truly. And as you can see by this long ass voice. Oh, and oh, it got cut off. I don't think you go past three minutes on Google Voice. <laughs> but thank you so much for that. I do think it's, I was saying this a second ago, but then the microphone died. 
girls is a family heirloom. Like, it's something that people are passing down generationally. They're passing it to their friends. It's like the sisterhood of traveling pants, this show. This show is the sisterhood of traveling pants. It fits I mean, for everyone. It's like, yeah, your friend went to an East Coast college and you went to a West Coast. What are you going to do? How are you going to stay connected? Girls. 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 Oh, I just gave myself chills. <laughs> um, but thank you for the kind words. Hi, girls podcast. Um, this is Taylor, Taylor Graves. So my favorite moment from season two is when Hannah and Eliza do cocaine and then they go to Father Marnie and Booth Jonathan. Uh, and Hannah's wearing that sheer like mesh neon top with no bra. Okay. And the best quote that I still use for basically everything is um, when she goes, it is a Wednesday afternoon, baby, and I'm alive. Classic. I'm 33. I'm obsessed with girls because uh, it came out right when I moved to the city. Aww. And my roommates and I, who were my friends from college, were living exactly how Lena had written the show. And also, minus maybe some of the, like, we got we didn't quite get all of the, we, we, were, we had jobs. <laughs> I was shook to my core when I saw that at first. Because it was the first time I'd ever seen um, like sex portrayed that way in such a like re truly realistic and like kind of awful, um, not awful, just like very real way that was awkward and um, and maybe not even awkward, maybe not even good or bad, just kind of like black because sometimes it's just weird. And you know, seeing bodies portrayed pretty regularly, um, nothing out of the nothing crazy, just average. Um, and I thought that she was super, super bold doing that because um, no one was doing that then. But yeah, that's it. Keep doing what you're all doing. Thank you. T- Taylor makes the best impressions of all the girls on of HBO. All the girls of HBO. All the girls. Um, HBO girls. She has all the best HBO girls impressions on TikTok and Instagram. So please go look at them. They're so funny. Thank you so much for calling in. I mean, of course, episode three is such an iconic moment. Doing coke on a Wednesday is LOL-tastic. Amelia did... For work. For work. Do you want to talk about your party drug? <laughs> I've never done coke. I would never do coke. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, on a Wednesday, of course. Coke on a Wednesday is crazy. Coke on a weekend is crazy. I mean, literally, Coke makes you feel so bad after. Yeah. Like for days after you're you're experiencing the lowest lows. It's it can be it's just like it's an upper. As someone who's always been on stimmies, it's like um as ADHD. Um it's it's something. But um I that episode is like forever. No, it's in great. Iconic. Them going to Booth Jonathan. I'm more Jonathan. kind of like in remnants. Yeah. Remembrance. The Booth Jonathan, <laughs> like to go uh, confront her at Booth Jonathan's apartment, like the first night they're hooking up is so funny. No, it's hilarious. And nobody does it like that. And yeah, I don't think we talk about it enough on this podcast, how much no other shows well, on Hannah's TV. Well, full on coke anger here. Like coke rage is like really so betrayed here. She's like... She's being Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> she has two machine guns. She's, like, shooting down all the police as they try to storm her. I, of her. course, don't know what Scarface is, and I don't care, Lauren. No, um, I only watch it because my dad made me. 
Okay, yeah. But I do think it's really interesting to point you make about sex tailor in this show and how it really wasn't so represented on TV like this, especially from a female perspective. And to truly like have and even to this day, TV shows are still not doing that. Hi. Um my name's Margo. I am twenty years old. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I don't know when I started watching girls, but I think it was one of those where it was like my mom told me I couldn't watch it. So you had to I did watch it. And I, it was like the raunchiest show ever. So me and my roommate also, we quote, girl, what girl are you all the time? Aww. And it's really fun. And my other roommate actually doesn't know what's going on. So she always says Smoo because she <laughs> thinks so is named Smoo. That's really good. Love the new segment, Girl Gets Her Glock. It's rapid fire time. <laughs> so I'm always asking people now when I'm out. Are you a school girl? Or are you getting school it's girl? It's such an important so, question. Yeah. Margo, love you so much. You're killer.com. It's also so cool to me that you live in Denver. I don't know why, but that city is so it's, I like Denver. I've been a few times. I love to ski at What Keystone was I going to say? I actually can't remember a single thought. Oh. Hey, Amelia, I have a question for you. This kind what? of really triggered it. Margo's message. Girl, get your Glock. It's rapid fire time. <laughs> Amelia, are you a school girl or you can get school girl? I'm a getting, I'm a school girl. Why is Marty mad at you? Because I see right through her. What's your favorite utensil? Fork. <laughs> uh, are you, oh, would you rather live in a nice building facing an old, ugly building or ugly building facing a nice I'm building? I'm living in the nice building. And we're kind of facing an ugly building. And we're, that's kind of our situation now. Yeah. Um, are you a voice of a generation or a voice of a generation? A voice of a generation. Um, and now we have to come up with one from here. Uh, what would make you wear a mesh top? Literally, I can't stop. And you know that. <laughs> I mean, I, every day I wake up and have to tell myself, you wore a mesh top yesterday, don't wear one today. And you did it again. Yeah. Okay, you survived the rapid fire. Wait. Girl, get yeah. your block. It's rapid fire time. Are you a school girl or are you getting school girl? I'm a girl? school girl. Are you, why is Marnie mad at you? Because uh, I actually don't know how to pour things down the sink properly. Yeah. Or load a dishwasher. Literally. No, keep going. You can't uh, ruminate. Sorry. Uh, what's your favorite utensil? Spork. I've been wanting to say that for so long. Spork. We don't are really own any sports. Nice oh, wait, wait. I have to building? say two things. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. I'm in a nice building facing an old, old ugly building. A voice of age. No, generation? actually, you know what? I hate to say this. I'm taking it all back. I'm in an old building facing a nice building. And I know it's a wrong answer, but um, I love old buildings. Are Especially you the voice of a generation or the voice of the generation? A voice of a generation? I'm a voice of a generation. Um, well, how many tacos is too many tacos? Um, again, I don't really want to body shame, so I'm not going to answer that. Okay, one time at my country club, we did um, unlimited taco night. You body shame me every day. I cut that. <laughs> uh, at my country club they sometimes do unlimited taco night and my family we did 20 tacos total and then there's one family of the the guy I had a crush on in high school his whole family is like 6 foot 8 everyone in his family and the 4 of them or 5 of them went to the all you can eat tacos because they belong to the same country club and they ate 120 tacos between the 5 of them and so the country club lost so much money when they came oh 120 God. tacos home. among 5? a family yeah. of 5? I mean, okay, this is niche, but I was addicted to watching John and K plus eight and 19 kids and counting as a tween because they would do like in the bottom thirds, like the math of like 
oh, they're going to the zoo. How many diapers do they have to pack? How many goldfish? How many snacks? And same for 90 kids. Can it be like, here's how we make our casserole. This is how many eggs go into it. It was so incredible to think about the science and math of running a family unit that's so large. <laughs> Ooh. I just found out. No, as, that's I home economics. That. I literally just got so excited. That's why you'd be such a good mother. I don't know if I'm You're really good at home economics. Yeah. Um, okay, I survived the rapid fire. Wait, that's cool. Thanks for inspiring us to do rapid fire, girl. Um, okay, so we have one more left. Yes, we have one more well, left. Well, should we just do comments back and back? Um, and then we'll and then we're gonna read some of the comments. I hope you guys like this format. We thought it'd be really fun to like include you guys because you are so much of what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's fun to mix it up. Hear from y'all for once. I love hearing from y'all. Hi, my name is Bonita Rajprohit. I am from India, International. Rajasthan. My favorite part about the second season has been uh, the relationship between Adam and Hannah and how much believable it is to see the dynamics that they share. Uh, my favorite episode from the second season is One Man's Trash when she runs into Patrick Wilson, I think his name is. And the whole episode is just, you know, you really live with that character uh, throughout the day and you enjoy it throughout the day. And it's one of the best, like it's a very happy meal kind of like a treat to see, uh, to even see Hannah to have a sort of like a good time or like a escape from her mundane roles, mundane activities or the work that she has to take care of uh, hannah oh my god i mean hannah is always my favorite she is so 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 um i don't know she's just too real to be an actor i i just i everything seems so natural with her and yes this is what i think about the show thank you for listening to me benita i love you so much benita is one of the most faithful followers we have yeah, I love you so much. Thank you for all your comments always. And you're definitely your comment about Hannah and how her realism and acting or Lena's realism in her acting, her performance is so, it's so believable. And there's no like hesitation in that she's playing a character. Like she's really, truly playing herself and does such a masterful job of even with the deviation in it and care and emotion like you hinted to. And I think especially I saw some cracks, like especially with Allison Williams when it came to Charlie and like her emotional reactions to, the, to him. Like uh, there's a scene when they are about to have sex uh, at Charlie's work. Like it really felt like she was acting, like kind of reading lines. And that came really, that was really poignant to me. Um, and I understand your point about Jessa. Shoshana is such a character that it's like no one could actually ever fully be that. Um, but it's still so masterfully done. Like that is such great character work. It's character actress. I love what you said about one man's trash. Like it really is like you often don't get in a TV show. Day in the life vlog. Uh, like the day in the life, the play by play of like a week. Like, you know, it's just like the scene happens and then the next day happens. And I do love that Lena chose to really show all the moments. No, it's really, it's day in the life vlog. It's OOTD. It's like, we're actually viscerally seeing like these small intimate moments that are not always captured on TV. We're getting like the more macro, micro like lens of this show. I, I really enjoy that part. That's a really great call out. 
Yeah. So thank you everybody for leaving voicemails. Um, that was so fun. Oh. It did take us three hours um, to go through them all. Um, but the best three hours of my life. I, yeah, this is a perfect Thursday. Um, okay, we so have some comments. So Sapa Nee said, this is sort of minor, but I can't think of season two without absolutely thinking about how much I'd mock that jazz hate ladies. Where the magic happens sign if I work there. My friends and family would not hear the end of it. <laughs> jazz hate is all I think about every day. I actually will go to Amelia and quote this segment where it's like, here's your comfort zone. Here's where the magic happens. I will go up to Amelia and every day. And it's like, it's so corny. Yes, this expression. But I'm like, kind of when you leave your comfort zone, that is where you will find some magic. Like, that's kind of where personal growth lives. I mean, it is, of course, so corny, so dumb. It's like a sign in a kitchen. It's like live, laugh, lie. And it's a rooster sitting on top of a toaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all, in all these corny things, there's a little bit of truth. Hi. <laughs> friend's mom in high school entire house was decorated with like texan like mother quote boards and the backyard ones were all silly ones and it was like in this house we don't skinny dip we chunky dunk (laughs) and then the bathroom it was just like so many that were like follow your heart mixed with like weird southern like jokes it's always like my going into my house, the like the doormat says the neighbors have better stuff and my neighbors bought us that. That's so f- it's like we're having fun. From Riley Scarlet X. The excellent use of Fiona Apple. One. Two. Joshua's house. And three. Adam Ray bonding over being weird, looking at Ray and crying. We love Fiona Apple. We love her new album. I was sing- we love her old album. Yeah, 2020. Fetch the bowl colors is amazing. That was huge during COVID. Fetch the bowl colors. I've been in here too long. Yeah, I can hear. Let me find a Fiona Apple song that was playing. Oh, yeah, it's Valentine. Yeah, Valentine's song over to Kissing Sequence um, in episode nine. Cute. Where um, Charlie and Marnie are kissing. And they're playing the song Valentine, I believe. So cute. I love that song. I mean, I agree. Like, that's the song that stuck out to me most throughout the season is Valentine, Fiona Apple. Mine was the end credits that played fun. Totally. Because I love fun. Just talk about Adam and Marie's relationship and that kind of sketchy skiing on the shuttle. The shuttle to, of course... Val going to Coney Island, Island will never it's not, not be. It's not Coney Island. Um, Val going to Island. Staten Island will never not be iconic. It's just so funny because it's like that's the that's the scene you're talking about the quote that's like we both look kind of weird or like Ray is trying to like intellectualize it all and explain why they are similar. And then Adam just like unemotionally kind of just says, I think it's just because we both look weird. Exactly. And I also I can't stop thinking about the girl that they can that Ray hands a dog off to. Oh, my God. Webster Hall girl. Webster Hall girl. I think we're having a real renaissance with that kind of character. Like, if you look at Edie Monica's, like, character work right now, it's so similar to a girl like that. Like, I do feel like, like, I don't want to say, like, but, like, the this Jersey-ass, like, Staten Island, the like... The girl in um, Euphoria season two. Exactly. I think the these vape. kind of characters of Chloe Terry. No. Oh, the season one. The one that one. sits in the Season bathroom. one and two were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like we're going to have a real renaissance with those kind of characters. Like, I think that's kind of the ne- big next big move we might see in, like, a broad city X comedy. 
Well, perfect. I, I can't wait. It's because it's endlessly hilarious and there's so many things to work with. Once the strike ends, it's going to be huge. Okay. Um. Oh, this quote at Kentucky Bell said, I love the way I feel sad. I love you the way I feel sad for a monkey in a cage when Shoshana I gets the ick. I can't stop thinking about that. Shoshana getting the ick over Ray and then he's like, she's like, I, he's like, I thought you loved me. He's like, I love you the same way you love a monkey in a cage. Where you're like, oh God, how it's do like, we help it? Yeah, it's so cute and like helpless. Sad. Okay. At Mel McCoon, any moment with Laird, Hannah saying the secretly believe she's good at cutting hair, then later trying to cut her hair. I love it when the show refers reference earlier moments and Marnie explains how she views her and Charlie's relationship status by saying, we're old fogies now to Charlie during lunch without a hint of irony. Yes. Marnie's so real for that. It's like, Marty's experiencing rock bottom at Roberta's. And then she's like, we're old fogies. We've got, I've got it all figured out now that we're fucking again. It's like, babe, no, you've never run more laws. No, she, the thing is when, it's like, you know, the whole thing of the expectations, you know, meet them, then that's the darkest point. And that's kind of what we'll see in season three. But like Marty has these expectations of her and Charlie now that they've separated. And like, she, those expectations will never be met. Like she pictures them married with babies. So crazy. I'm like, I love it. Get a grip. Um, what was the other quote? Um, so, Hannah saying I'm secretly good at cutting uh, hair. The Hannah Laird of it all, like it's like procuring the coke, Laird following her into like the fucking Walgreens, <laughs> and then Hannah making out with him. And then at the end of the season, we get the satisfaction of Laird being like, um, you know what? You suck because he had such a crush. We don't see him again for literally six episodes. And then he comes to help Hannah and he's like, by the way, my crush on you is gone because I realize you suck. And Hannah's like at the lowest, just lays down laterally. <laughs> I love that girl. She She's it. so hard to keep them pumping. Okay. At Mercerio. Mercerio? There's actually a lot of good ones. We can cover some more. The episode where Hannah is struggling with her OCD really resonated with her because her daughter has OCD. I feel like it's never accurately represented on TV. It's always portrayed as quirky and neat instead of absolutely debilitating like it truly is. That episode was super real and I really appreciate it. Okay, yeah, shout out Lena. I think Lena has OCD in real life. So she really did want to showcase it in a real way and she knew how to do that. I know. It's like, I don't know if I'm the best person to talk about OCD. Um... It but, is just like... Yeah, exactly. I, I think she does a beautiful job of depicting... Like, I, I feel like we only have such a... F- We've talked about this in an earlier episode, but, like, the our understanding of OCD is kind of limited. We've always, it's all mental health. Like, we always picture it in one specific lighting, but OCD, anxiety, depression, they always have such great deviations. And I, I think Hannah does a really good job here kind of showing some deviation. Definitely shows that it's not, like, this quirky thing, which, like, in high school, for me, my theater director love to call me OCD Amy because I just <sighs> like to so be organized. Bad. It's like I was actually just like color coding stuff and like to be clean. It's like being I did not type have type A is not OCD. Yeah, being it was like the idea that like being type A was OCD. And I'm like, that's actually not something that it's you like can my strange call addiction me. is OCD. Yeah. Like that's it's not the same. It's not the same. I am really like sick. Like it, it was crazy when we were Growing up, how much we would we were like straight my strange addiction, and it's, they brought back my strange addictions. Freak but it's show. just like having freak show. It's like it's I hate that now. I think it's so sick. It's so sick that we were really so ingrained with like my six hundred pound life, and these shows are always meant to make us feel better. But 
but what by punching others down i'm kind of so over that kind of stuff me too tlc needs to die no I, i'm just like i want to let's uplift people tlc when they did my thousand pound sisters or thousand pound sisters mm-hmm. we were ta- i was talking to my friend who knew a producer on the show and he was saying um that they would reward if they like got in a big fight or did something energetic during it they would reward them with like starbucks so they'd go as crazy as possible and like fatten them up still so they buy them a giant frappuccino. They did like a really good job at yelling at each other to two thousand pound sisters. Jesus Christ! I know, isn't that crazy? I mean, it makes it show so much worse to watch when you realize how evil everyone is. It's the same with like the Love Is Blind cast being like they oh were literally God, yeah. drugging us and paying us no money. It's like yeah, TV is actually a bad industry. I know. The thing is, what we're gonna have for the next few years, reality TV. Like, there's such even the Real Housewives are being treated terribly, and like if they're being treated bad, who's gonna be treated well? Where's the reality TV union? It's on its way. I know. I, that's the one I want to get into. At creepy PP said, "I love Frank <laughs> cry emoji." We can never forget Frank. No, well, well, R.I.P. Gone, but never forgotten. To <laughs> never that s- actor. Um, I thank you, creepy PP. You're you're one of the best commenters out there too. So we appreciate that from you. Yeah, we love. Frank. You always have the most insightful comments. Frank and Hannah, God. Frank and Hannah, I. It's like some if we don't listen hard enough, we forget they had sex. <laughs> it did last one and it a half is seconds. It's so problo. It's so no hard feelings. If you guys saw the Jennifer Lawrence movie, it's so that. Okay. Um, at Christine and 206 said the bottle episode is actually good and the reception it got at the time was ghastly. Ghastly. Okay, I love that word. Um, yeah, the bottle episode's iconic. I know. I mean, how many times can we cover it? It's the best thing. I'm like, I'm bitch now. I'm like, how many times can we cover bottle episode? A million times. It's and then really I have bottles a- on the wall. We Pass one a- down. 99 bottle episodes, yeah, to get through. No, yeah, we could uh, just have an entire podcast that's analyzing that episode. We could do bottle episode podcast next. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, I'm losing glucose, but... I know, my glucose levels are crush. Um, Okay, so I think we should just do our fave moments. The episode where... Okay, yeah. Um, Thank you to everybody who commented. Thank you, everyone who's been listening. I, It's like anytime I'm sad, I just like think about... Uh, the people listening and how people are so excited about this podcast and it really does make me feel so much better and it's been such a stable nice thing to have in my life especially like going through his job hunt and like how stressful it's been like really like having this podcast has been so wonderful and especially like open mic culture and stand-up culture can be like so intense at times not always so rewarding and this i feel like has been such a rewarding process and something i've always wanted to do and i get to talk about my favorite show on earth i love evan because they get really earnest sometimes and i don't know how to match that energy <laughs> and it scares me i think my parents growing up have were very earnest in it it's always, always been that it's way like my dad you went has to, you went to summer camp and they were like i also went to moral development middle high school and that right. has to be sad yeah like you really you really know how to do that um so i'm gonna follow that and are you gonna do earnest moment amelia's <sighs> earnest moment okay this is once in life hey guys okay but go for it's it it's immediately not earnest it's crazy because roommates aren't supposed to get along um enough to kind of also do a thing on top of it but we do which is beautiful, beautiful. and even though you don't know how to load the dishwasher i still <laughs> such love a point you. of <laughs> 
You know, you leave two or three tablespoons of food in the sink at all times. I love you to death. You are my rock, my girl. There's no one in the world I'd rather podcast with. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to continue growing the podcast. Season three is going to be fun. We're going to have so many cool guests. Um, love all the engagement online. Love to hear what you guys have to say. So keep commenting, keep liking. We love it. We're oh, addicted. Yeah, just a fan call out. Um, we already did. We already. I said this so many times, but we've done season three, episode one already. But I think we should change up the girl get your Glock questions for season three. Um, okay. So if anyone has any really fun questions based around girls that you want us to ask for yeah. kind of a revamp. Wait, yeah. Comment what you think should be in like a question that we ask all our guests. We can, uh, we'll put that as a question for this episode. Yeah. Okay, wait. That's perfect. Yeah. I think On it- Spotify, there's like a question you can like re- like submit to. So if you've never seen that before, take a look, like scroll down a little bit. You might be there's 12 it. episodes this season. So it's really a long, exciting season. If there's anyone, also anyone, just you can reach out to us. I mean, we'll try our best to try to get them on. But anyone you want to see that you think would be a really good fit for the show. Yeah. Um, to be as a guest please suggest we're always open to that but thank you everyone for listening season two is so fun we can't wait for season three we honestly the guests we have lined up for season three are kind of lit lit to to bring up a term that marnie would lit lit um so yeah we'll be back next week love you and amy schumer yeah. <laughs> bye <laughs>